Hey guys, Brandon Dawson here from the Trevor Christians with a uh, major prophetic update, a prophetic warning that I want to share with you guys. September 26, 2023, about 10.30 that morning, right? This is the day after the Day of Atonement occurred, September 25th. And uh, I'm there at work, and I began um, experiencing a very open-ended, very detailed, very emotional vision. And it just saturated my mind, my heart, my everything. It completely consumed me. And I could not believe what excuse me, what I was seeing and what I was hearing. It was uh, extremely overwhelming. This vision stayed with me throughout the entire day, throughout the entire week, and even as I'm speaking it to you and as I'm sharing it, it's still there. I just can't escape it. So I was there sitting at work, and what happened was I began to see a horizontal line that began to form and develop, which separated and divided the earth from heaven. So I'm sitting there and picture a line like this paper. Let's see, maybe that's a bad representation. Like this, just a line going all the way across. Like this. And up here was heaven. Down here was the earth, where I'm sitting. And up here, things began to occur up here on heaven. And as they began to occur, it was like a mirror. As they occurred up here, they began to reflect down here. So whatever happened up here, down here was a direct reaction to what happened up here. So it was like a mirror, a cause and effect. Uh, so as th things happen up here, things would happen down here and to the point, and it just grew, grew, and grew, and escalated until it was simultaneously all at once and to where what was here was down here. There was no, you know, if that makes sense. So I saw what uh, it was like a mirror and a reflection upon the earth from what was occurring above the heavens. And so whatever occurred above, it happened below upon the earth. And then I saw the throne room open up even tremendously before me. And I could see Jesus, and I could see the Heavenly Father and all the angels. And this atmosphere of praise began to emerge like a great cloud that surrounded the Lord, just like how the Word says that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. And so in the praises, in the worship of this, of all the multitudes that was in heaven, worshiping the Lord, the Lord was in the midst of them. And I have no idea how else to explain this, but it was massively overwhelming. And all of the heavenly hosts, uh, all of heaven was worshiping the Lord. And so I began to feel as they're worshiping him, I began to feel like uh, the Holy Spirit was convicting me as I'm seeing this. And I was being convicted of remembrance of the Lord and honor of the Lord. This renewed sense of this pure love and humility towards Jesus and all of heaven was just adoring Jesus. It was as if absolutely no time at all had passed since the death and resurrection of Jesus. It was as if it just happened just literally moments ago, the Lord had just gone to the cross. And so all heaven was honoring the Lord and the Lamb who was slain. Now, at this, I got this revelation, and it's a very overwhelming revelation. I'm going to try my best to kind of explain it 
the best that I can. Um, in reality, it deserves a whole different separate video in its own. But as I'm seeing this, and this is unfolding before me, I, I received this revelation that time does not, it's not the same here on earth as it is in heaven. This is really probably going to be difficult for you to understand this. See, here on the earth, time is uh, linear. It's chronological. We have a beginning point, which is uh, the past. We have the middle, which is the present where we're in. We have the future, what's going to happen. But in heaven, it's not linear. It's circular. And it's as if all things are like happening all at once, past, the present, and the future. And it's really... It's very, I, I, like, I was trying to fathom this, and I almost had, like, broke my brain. I almost had a mental breakdown or a seizure trying to comprehend this so I can explain it to you guys. But, you know, Scripture tells us that God is omnipresent, omnipotent. A lot of people believe that that means that God is all-present. He's all-places and at all-time. But when, in reality, God is all-places everywhere all once, not just at this current time, but he is currently living alive in all times, all time present. He's living in the past. He's living in the present, and he is living in the future. He's in all three. And I, I don't know how else to explain this, but in heaven, it's like all things are occurring all at once and not occurring all at once. I don't know how else to explain this, but there is a part of us, now this is interesting, there is a part of us, if each one of us who are in the Lord, right, if your name is written in the book of life, I mean, it's already there. Even if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, but you're going to, your name's in that book of life, there is a part of you that is currently, right now, there is a place and time in heaven where you are currently with the Lord. And so that is why our spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we have fellowship with the Father. We're with Him, He with us. There is a part of us that is living currently in heaven with the Lord, which means our future is already present in heaven right now. And so when you look at even the resurrection and even the rapture, I'm not going to tell you when the rapture is going to occur. I'm not going to get into that kind of theory. Just going to talk about it as the event. But when you look at the resurrection and the rapture part, right, when the first, you know, it talks about those who are dead in the earth, that their bodies will rise first and meet the Lord uh, in the air. And then those who remain on the earth will meet him next. And then there's that, and if you think about that, and if you think of parts of the Bible where we talk about where Jesus, uh, where Paul says that Jesus first descended into the, uh, the earth, not hell, but descended down into the place where, this, the, where the souls were waiting for the Lord, got the keys, and pulled them up to heaven with him, right? If you, if you think about that, for three days, that's where the Lord was in the earth. But yet... When he was on the cross, right, the thief next to him, you know, they asked him to remember him. And Jesus, what did he t tell him? He said, well, today, this very day, you will be with me in paradise. So how can the thief and the Lord be in paradise that very day 
at the exact same time the Lord is in the earth for three days. Because time is different in heaven. It's all occurring all at once, the past, present, and future. And so when I saw this massive worship ceremony, I'm telling you, I can feel it. There was no forgottenness, no, uh, I don't, there, it was like Jesus went to the cross that very moment. He was resurrected at that very moment, and they were praising and worshiping him. It was not like 2,000 years had passed at all. But here on the earth, we've completely forgotten it. But on, in, in heaven, it's as if it's happening right now. And so another aspect that I saw occurring was, you know, in Revelation 12, future tense speaking, Revelation 12 doesn't just talk about the sign of the woman and the birth that happens and all that stuff. But it also talks about the sign of the dragon, of the uh, sign of the beast, causing one-third of the angels, one-third of the stars, this war breaking out in heaven, and where the angels being cast out to the earth, this war happening, the war occurring with the offspring of the woman, right? So this vision John is detailing is like future tense. He sees it happening in the future, but yet the fall of the angels happened before the creation of mankind. So there is a part, again, there's a part and a place in heaven where this war has not happened yet. And so we're going to like be witnessing this stuff all at once. And so I believe that when that uh, rapture event happens and we're with the Lord uh, and we are uh, rec reconciled, our bodies are physically reconciled, you know, again, as even though our bodies are here on the earth, the reason why we go up is because, like I said, time works differently there. It's just don't know how else to explain it. So, um, there, like I said, there's a part part of us that are already up there. There's a part up there where the fall hasn't happened yet. There's a part up there that it deals with Lucifer. These are, if you think about, it, these are very heavy, burdensome things to kind of think about, but. So anyways, I'm there, and I'm seeing all this. This revelation is being given to me. I'm understanding it all as it's happening. All of heaven, all the heavenly hosts were worshiping the Lord, and I began to feel this, again, this honor of the Lord, as if no time had passed at all. And so at that moment, I saw a, a major distinction occurring between us here on the earth in the present sense and those who are in heaven. And I was filled with this sense of great remorse, the Spirit convicting my heart about the love and fear of Christ. And so, and as I continued to watch and I observed, multitudes of these people praising and worshiping the Lord, every creature in heaven, I saw the Heavenly Father approach His Son, Jesus. And He kissed His Son on the forehead and on His cheeks. And as he did this, I saw a, uh, a flashback. All of heaven saw this. A major flashback occurred in heaven. And the flashback was uh, a memory of the Lord Jesus, of him being baptized in the Jordan. This was uh, a memory of the Lord, of him being baptized in the Jordan, and where the clouds had opened up, and the Spirit of the Lord descended out of the clouds like a dove 
and the voice of the Father saying that this is my Son whom I love, whom I am well pleased. And so it was the, it was the Lord's memory, Jesus' memory that was being unveiled, being played before all heaven, like his giant screen. And Jesus was obedient to the Father every aspect and detail. Jesus obeyed the Heavenly Father and honored the Father so much so, going to the cross, giving his own life just to glorify the Father and because he loves us. And upon this, the Heavenly Father kissed his son Jesus. He kissed him. And when he kissed him, I, I thought about Judas's kiss like it meant no more. It wasn't anything. But the Father kissed him. As a father kisses his son and he said to him, You've honored me, now I will honor you. At the moment he said that, all of heaven gave this great shout, and the heavens were shaking, and the earth began to shake. And I saw the heavens open up, and I saw the whole earth. When I mean the whole earth, not humans, I just mean the earth itself, the seas, the birds, the creatures, all praising and worshiping the Lord. Every single mountaintop, believe it or not, every single mountaintop, all the stones, giving praise and worshiping the Lord. And I saw the uh, the entire the earth itself bow before the Lord and giving praise to Jesus. And I saw the earth aligned perfectly, the earth aligned absolutely perfectly to the will uh, of heaven, to the will of God. Just as it's written about in the Lord's Prayer, right? We pray, your will be done here on earth as it is as it is in heaven. And so that's what I was literally witnessing. And then the earth began to give, give way, and I saw uh, every single stronghold, every pillar of the earth, right? These uh, strongholds and pillars representing uh, sin, pride, whatever is in the way, preventing the truth from prevailing, it collapsed. And I can hear the earth and the seas praising Jesus, but mankind, as this is happening, the earth, mankind, humans, were completely unaware of the Lord, unaware. They're still blaspheming and taking the Lord's name in vain. And so the earth and the seas, what began to happen was they began to move. And they began to prostrate themselves towards the Lord. And they gave way to violent shakings of the earth. And the earth, I heard the earth itself cry out in mourning for the sins that were being committed one by one. And I saw tremendous shakings happening. And the earth and the seas began uh, to react violently about what was being done in it, in testimony of Jesus and the blood that he shed upon it. And I saw major, major earthquakes begin occurring, like ones that we have not ever seen before. I saw massive storms sweeping all across various places of the earth. And then I even saw things that were happening with uh, the stars, the asteroids and comets that were crashing, crashing onto the earth. And it was like all creation, all of the universe was testifying the word of the Lord against sin and against mankind. Uh, about uh, With all these things starting to happen on the earth, they were bearing testimony of the Lord to the earth. And so everything that could be shaken was completely shaken out of its place. And then I saw what resembled, what looked like to me was the Tower of Babel. But its structure was completely unnatural. Its foundations were weak. It was built improperly. And so it was like the man had built this tower in the world. Rather than tearing it down and rebuilding it, uh, which would be on the word of the Lord in truth, instead 
what they did was they built these anchors and these um, support beams to hold the tower in its place and reinforce its structures. But as the world began to shake and I saw each anchor, one by one, was uprooted and collapsed. So there was nothing left holding this tower in place and it completely collapsed and fell. And then I saw every single evil and impure thing on the earth, including all human beings, all every single nation, every kingdom, every leader, had absolutely no choice, but they had to bow under the will and the uh, under the Lord one by one to where they all bowed and it mirrored the praises and the worshiping of the Lord that was occurring in heaven. And so what I saw was literally, just as it's written, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And this is what I saw happening. And then a few days later, Thursday, September 28, 2023, I had a, another vision. And so it was about 2 o'clock p.m. That, that afternoon. I was outside looking at the trees, the blue sky, and I was admiring the city and the landscape. And I was thinking about the vision I had on Monday about all creation giving praise to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I saw a man appear before me. And he had this red flannel jacket, like blue jeans, and he had a huge heavy axe. And this man went and began striking these trees at, at their roots, striking the trees now so that they were collapsing. And it changed the, completely, the complete landscape of everything that was witnessing. It was no longer beautiful. It was something completely different. And uh, I didn't understand what was happening. Uh, but I could definitely feel the intensity, the uh, almost like a, not necessary in anger, just, uh, just a force, an intensity that was striking these trees down. And that was all that I saw. And so, now, there are a lot of people that are talking about the 2024 elections, a lot of theories out there. And I, I, could, I, I can theorize, I can tell you in part what I'm sensing in the spirit, although I, I don't think any of us truly and definitely know exactly what's going to happen, but I can tell you what I've been sensing in the spirit, what I've seen in previous visions. Um, a lot of people are, uh, with the impeachment and inquiries, I believe that this uh, of, will lead to Joe Biden not, no longer being president anymore. So uh, it's my... My consensus uh, in my spirit, I believe that it will happen uh, within this year, although it can happen next year, but um, it's very possible, I believe, that things will start occurring as soon as this month or even November. Um, it's possible it may not happen uh, this year. I, I don't know. But uh, I do believe that this impeachment inquiry will lead to Joe Biden being uh, officially resigning. That's just how I see it happening. A lot of people don't believe that it will. Uh, which is going to lead, I do believe that Kamala Harris will become president. Uh, that was revealed to me uh, just months, a few months before the 2020 elections. While a lot of these ministries were prophesying of a Trump second term, uh, I didn't see that. I saw Kamala Harris becoming president. Um, this wasn't even about Joe Biden. This was actually about Kamala. So a surprise, you know, with, uh, with Biden and everything. But uh, it happened, you know, just as... The, the vision w revealed itself to me. So there's a lot of talk. People are saying that uh, Democrats are going to replace Joe Biden with Gavin Newsom. Uh, there's talks of, I think Ted Cruz came out and said that uh, Michelle Obama might jump in the elections. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. 
Now, I, I, I mean, anything can really happen, but what I personally believe, I, I do believe that I don't, I do believe that one way or another, Kamala Harris is going to end up in the presidency. And I believe that that was the plan from the very beginning. I wouldn't believe anyone that says that Democrats are trying to take her out. I believe there are deep, deep forces behind her that have done everything they can to make sure and in, to ensure that she gets into the presidency and uh, the president um, herself. And uh, when this happens, it'll be a sign of utter disaster and chaos coming from the nation. I believe the first sign that will happen will be an economic, massive economic crash that will happen. Uh, as a result, the markets will react violently uh, in opposite to a Kamala presidency. Uh, well, and I believe the um, there are people talking about uh, a possible peace negotiation happening in U Ukraine. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I believe once the economy crashes, it's going to affect our ability to finance Ukraine, and we're not going to be able to finance it. And when that happens, they're going to run out of supplies. Ultimately, I believe Russia will take the entire Ukraine. And when that happens, that's when the Gog and Magog alliances will officially form, and then things will start to take a turn against Israel. And I believe uh, that's when I believe China will attack the United States on its eastern coast. And I believe uh, that's when World War III will happen. Now, I don't know if Gog and Magog war will be the World War III, or if it comes afterward. I, I don't know. It could happen um, all at once could be the same thing. I, I don't know. But I do know there is a third world war coming. There's going to be a massive draft. I've seen that. I've talked about that. I saw a massive draft. The U.S. takes the, uh, the draft comes back, and it doesn't just draft men. I saw them drafting women, too. I saw a provision that took place to where um, instead of, they allowed for women to be drafted, but they allowed for a, uh, a special thing to where if your daughter was dra being drafted and you and you met the criteria you could volunteer to go in her place so she wouldn't have to be drafted so i saw that happen i saw brothers uncles fathers uh going in the places of their daughters and being sent into war so there's going to be a massive draft that comes now this uh, election thing that's that's coming I do not believe that uh, Republicans or the GOP is going to win this election. It doesn't matter who the primary candidate ends up being. It doesn't matter. Just like the last time, there, things are just going to happen. And I, I don't believe that uh, now that the enemy is closing in its grip on uh, the nation, we're getting closer to this appointed time of disaster. I don't believe that they're going to allow for anything to come in the way to uh, let them chance losing this election. So um, I've actually got this clip I want to share with you guys. This was actually Tucker Carlson talking um, in, a, uh, uh, in a university, giving a speech, and he shares a segment kind of about what his thoughts on the 2024 elections. Take a look. And here's how you know this is, this is like a process that's imminent, not far away. We have a presidential race that's on the books. And I mean, I could go on for hours about that. The truth is, I don't know what's gonna happen, and that's kind of the point. I spent my whole life looking at this stuff, making predictions, winning bets, winning a couple pretty good vacations on making obvious 
you know, obvious bets about who's going to win. Like, no, Al Gore's not going to be president. Look at the guy. I want a lot of money on that. <laughs> this election, we have a president who's, well, I'm not being mean, but is senile. That's just true. And I feel mean every time I say that, but it's true. And who is literally losing to a candidate who's been indicted four times on 91 felony counts. Donald Trump has been indicted four times. Now, I think if you look at the counts, and I'm not here to flack for Trump, mixed feelings about Trump, but I'm just being honest. If you uh, spend a day reading it, it's ridiculous. So they've done everything they can by legal means, which are, in fact, extra legal means, if we're being totally honest, completely third world stuff, to take the opponent out of the race, and they're still losing. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. This is not going to be a race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I would bet my beloved fishing camp in Maine that that is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct other possibilities? I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one. By the way, if it's Gavin Newsom, we all should be very, very concerned. That guy's scary, and I mean it. I mean it, scary. Yeah, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the point is, this, is, this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is going to be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee. I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that? And because that really is the only question. And, and I mean, I just, my, my answers to that in my own life, I'll just tell you what I think. One, be a little bit more serious. You know, like, take this seriously. Much as you want to retreat and pretend everything is fine, sit down. It's not fine. Okay? Two, you know, maybe if you look across at the people you despise, the small group of people running this country, and it is small, it does not represent most people in America, it doesn't represent anything close to a majority at all. Again, just to restate, Donald Trump, who is hated as a blood enemy by over 40% of the population, and who's been attacked in ways that no political figure's ever been attacked in the West, is beating the incumbent president, okay? I'm not sure that's entirely an endorsement of Trump. To some extent it is, and his empathy, that's real. But it's also a sign of revulsion, deep dissatisfaction with what we're doing. So most people are not on board with this. But the people who are responsible for it are the most dishonest, the most ruthless, the most anti-human group I've ever dealt with. And I spent 35 years living in Washington. I don't even recognize these people and what they're doing. I really don't. It's so dark. They're doing things that can't even, on an academic level, conceivably help the United States or the population that lives here. Letting in 7 million people from the poorest countries in the world illegally and then immediately putting them all on public benefits? I mean, that right there will destroy the country. And they did that on purpose. So these are really, really dark people. The darkest. So as he said, uh, these people are just absolutely evil. There, there's nothing that these people won't do to seize power. And so uh, I believe in part, you know, we have some really serious, massive things coming. 
and I've talked about it previously uh, multiple times. I do believe there's coming a second plague. And because of the jab, because of people taking the jab and these boosters, these people have horrifically uh, massively shifted their immune systems. They've compromised their immune systems. So when this next thing comes, it's going to wipe out millions of people. Absolutely wipe them out. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, you're a church or not. It doesn't matter. Um, if you've compromised yourself, you're, you're going to be the most at-risk person when this thing happens. And if you think 2020 was bad, this, uh, this thing is going to be 10 times worse, all because the immune system was compromised. Now, I do believe that those who did not compromise themselves, I do see a spiritual revival happening, that these people providing a way for the other people who are sick and um, providing the way for healing for revivals to take place. So I can sense that happening as well. Now, some people are saying that there's this Goshen-type like thing that's going to happen, a light out of Goshen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, but I do believe it's a period of testing, a period of absolute testing, uh, a, a period of trial coming over the nations, again, for its involvement for trying to divide up Israel. And, um, of course, having to deal also with the—actually, I, I just read an article the other day that said that, did you know that there are now more— Abortions happening more than ever in our nation that has ever occurred in history. Even after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, there are even more amounts of abortions happening than ever before. So it's like even though the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, they should have ruled it unconstitutional, but they didn't. And so now what's resulted is uh, abortion becoming even more horrifically evil. Some states codifying it into their law. Uh, late-term abortion, you know? So now uh, we're, you know, just, we're even worse than we were off than before. We should have just left it alone. I hate to say that. I don't know how else to say this, but there's no other way of going through this except going through it. And I'm just praying that this will lead people to a wake-up call, a revival happening and. Like the vision that I saw on Monday, that mankind, the earth, the nations will understand what's really taking place, and they will turn to the Lord. So, guys, um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, as always, just feel free to reach out to me to my uh, email, brandon at tribalchristians.com. Uh, you can contact us through our website or just leave a comment below because uh, I read through everything and respond to everything as much as I can. Um, so if you guys have any feedback that you want to share, please uh, feel free to let me know. Um, I didn't get to mention this in the beginning, but uh, I do want to. I have gotten some emails. Uh, people have asked about our services. Um, we don't have services yet. But within the next, I'm, I'm hoping within the next couple of months, we'll be having uh, a live uh, worship service once uh, a week. It'll probably be a Sunday about 11, 1130, uh, where we're going to have a, a live uh, worship service with expository teaching. We're going to go through the books, uh, each book uh, in depth. So that's going to be coming up. And hopefully we'll have a midweek service as well that'll be interactive, interactive video. Uh, you guys can join me. It'll be personal. 
uh, can share, talk back and forth one on one. So, uh, anyways, a lot of great things are coming. I got some more great news I'll be sharing uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, about a book that I <laughs> excited that I'll be publishing pretty soon, but um, not going to reveal all the details just yet. So, anyways, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. And as always, right, stay encouraged. I don't tell you any of these things to bring you fear. But to bring you hope and encouragement, because when you see these things happening, you know that the Lord is faithful. He is true to his word, right? You see all these things happening, you know that it's not by coincidence or by chance. You know that the Bible is 100% real. So we see them happening. Rather than be afraid, be encouraged. Look up. Trust in the Lord. Whatever you do, guys, don't give up. Don't stop running the good race. Don't stop fighting the good fight of faith, yeah. As always, guys, if you have any questions or anything at all, please feel free to reach out to me, and God bless.